Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Beeline Hempwick. Now, if you haven't heard us talk about this before, Beeline Hempwick is a 100% organic, natural hemp wick that is made by radioactive bees. You know what? Radioactive is probably not the right word. People that want their healthy hemp wicks with no butane don't want radioactive shit. So I should probably say, now genetically altered is bad too. All right, mutant bees. Everybody loves mutants. They're, they, be, they become loved now. So mutant bees make these hemp wicks themselves. You can find them at hempwickbeeline.com. That's hempwickbeeline, like a bee. B-E-E-L-I-N-E. Go check them out. Use the code NHP10 and save yourself 10% off your order. Damn right. That's 10% is what it is. We were like, what are you going to give us, 5% off? And they were like, check this out, guys. Why don't you take that, your little dream number that you got, and double it. Just like Pablo. Mm-hmm. So now we're here telling you to go do it. So go do it. Today is a throwback Thursday. And uh, you might already know what we're going to be talking about. Maybe not. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, Nobody knows. The, <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> the Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is El Chapablo. Nicely done. Yeah. Um... So today is a very special day. We're excited. We're doing one of our most recent throwbacks ever. Yeah. In, in the probably. history. It is the most recent. I'm going to say that. Yeah. No, the, no, probably. Let's edit that out. Let's edit yeah. probably out. This yeah. is our most recent throwback ever. We're doing a throwback all the way to last to September <laughs> when when Narcos Season 1 first hit your streaming waves. Yeah. So uh, so we got a, we got a lot of shit. It's uh, I'm excited about Narcos. I fucking I jumped on the second season right away. Like I think at midnight when it came out, I was watching it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of shit, a lot of Narcos stuff, a lot of Escobar stuff. We actually have a special guest here in the house as well. Um, Brent and Grant hooked us up with someone who is a uh, a Pablo Escobar like uh, like like a historian on Colombia the drug trade he knows everything that there is to know about escobar his name is uh juan costanza and he's gonna be in here uh in a little bit giving us giving us some shit giving us some facts and laying some knowledge out any relation to george i think so i think he is related to the character george costanza uh from seinfeld the one uh the one who mistakenly is remembered as having a tiny penis but he was in the pool it was cold yeah, it was cold. Come Shrinkage. on. It was cold. Like, everybody knows that. 
It was cold. So give yeah. them some fucking give them some credit for how cold it was. Yeah. They didn't have a heated pool. So uh so yeah, we got Juan. What was his name I said? Juan Costanza. Juan Costanza. Look, I better write this down cuz yeah. I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget this gentleman's <laughs> name. Costanza. Okay, so um this was one of those shows for me when the first season came out. It was uh it everybody was talking about it. It was on the Netflixes for forever and it was the number one thing like, "Hey, you want to watch this?" Hey, you want to watch Narcos? And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure if I do, you know? Because uh, it seems like there's been an oversaturation of Pablo Escobar-themed things. Um, yes and no. Yeah. There's a... Um, a lot of, like, bullshit documentaries and shit. A lot of fucking, you know, but maybe a couple movies, but not really, like, real shit like this. Yeah. So, it's a... Uh, yeah, there hasn't really been like a like a real high budget thing, but also I found that a lot of people that are in Narcos have played in other uh like documentaries and HBO specials and shit about Pablo Escobar. They all play like different characters and shit. So nice. That's cool that uh they kind of took all of these different low budget ones that I had never heard about until Narcos came out. It's not like I it's not like I knew about all this Pablo Escobar stuff. Yeah. I just found out that there was a lot of, you know, different ventures going down this road. But one of the main differences that people need to keep in mind is that Narcos is not a show about Pablo Escobar. Narcos is a show about the cocaine trade and drug trafficking. So Pablo Escobar, they already said he's going to die at the end of the second season. If you've made it to the end of the second season, you know. And... The show will continue on because it's not about Pablo Escobar. He just happens to be a key role within this part of the story. But the producer said that they're going to continue as long as cocaine goes. They're actually just following the story of cocaine and the people surrounding it. Hmm. So So that's kind of cool, but I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, because in a way they were like... They were like, when are we going to stop? Never. We're just going to fucking beat this show into the ground. But ultimately, if you think about it, it's a fucking immediate downgrade every next season. Because, like, how could you go from the top of the top to the fucking next step down, next step down, next step down? Next yeah. Step down? They, know, like, no, nobody's ever filled the shoes of this guy. Yeah, they blew their load in their first, uh, their first hand. Yeah, I mean, like... The fucking stats are like astronomical. Yeah. There's no, there's no person. I don't think like Pablo was fucking Jesus. Yeah, he was <laughs> basically. Yeah, he was all the way gangster. He was yeah. what? He he was what? Uh, I think that he was more for his community than Al Capone was. Maybe not. Uh, they both killed a lot of people, but. <laughs> But uh, you know, he was he was that kind of same vein of like of somebody that was trying to help their community as opposed to somebody that was just trying to make money for themselves and get away. A whole big focus of the movie is that he won't leave Colombia. Like he ain't never killed nobody that was good. Uh no, well, there were <laughs> there there were quite a few public attacks and bombings that killed a lot of innocent people that were from his like direction. You know what I mean? Maybe. So there was times that shit got a little tough, but that happens when you're in that life. You know what I mean? Shit's going to get tough every once in a while. Yeah. What are you going to do? Take the trash, taking itself out. 
Mm-hmm. If you want to fucking, uh, if you want to make an omelet, you got to have the trash to take itself out. Yeah. Is that how it goes? That's an old yeah. saying, right? So that's what I heard. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he was a gangster, and we're about to get into just how gangster he was. A lot of people, you know, they, they get this exaggerated story from Narcos. A lot of it is added drama and stuff for fucking TV. And they have this idea of what Pablo Escobar was. But you might be mistaken, because I was. So we're going to find out right after this break. Oh. Hi. Max Edrum here with... This is my guest. I heard you were big time in the old pop is. Well, I'm going to take that as a no comment. So, nitty gritty time. What I'm talking about, and you're not, is that more people prefer the new refreshing taste of Coke over Pepsi. Sweating? It's true. More people are, as we cocologists say, catching the wave. Catch it if you can, can. Catch the wave. Coke. Max Headroom, coming in strong. Do you remember, uh, you remember those weird videos that we watched where that guy took over the, the TV fucking station in like Pittsburgh or wherever the fuck it was and played some, played some weird video of him in a Max Headroom mask? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's some heavy shit. I don't trust that guy whatsoever. Yeah. Not in my life. So, um, so Pablo Escobar grew up, uh, you know, poor in the streets of Colombia and he used to be just a everyday criminal like everybody else his thing was stealing tombstones he would steal tombstones he would sandblast the names off the tombstones and then sell them to somebody else so they can you know buy a tombstone for super cheap carve their loved one's name in it and that's where it all started and then he used to like you know smuggle all kinds of goods and all kinds of things back and forth from communities and illegal shit and stereos and whatnot. And he had built these smuggling routes. So he was like, hey, I might as well try and uh, get some cocaine through these smuggling routes. And and I want to say like the first episode of Narcos where he's like driving through, they get stopped at some government roadblock and he like gets out of his car. The dude who plays him, uh, what's his name? I forget the guy's name, but the guy who plays Pablo fucking schools it. His name's uh Wagner Wagner Mora. And he fucking like his demeanor and just the way that he stands, the way that he walks, the way that he looks is scary. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, he did a great job. Just that first scene where he gets out of the car and he kinda walks up to the soldier and he's like, you know, positioning his pants and fucking like combing his mustache and like and he's like, you're going to let us go through. And he, like, tells him, like, where his family lives, like, where his mom lives, and, like, where his... I don't remember exactly where it went, but he told him, like, some shit that was like, look, man, I could fuck your life. Just, it'd be done. So you're going to just let us drive through and pretend you never saw us. And he was like, okay, cool. And he... Yeah, what else would you do? Yeah, he had that power his whole life. That power over people. I'd let him through. I mean, I don't know. You you can tell when when uh you know somebody's ripped for real and when they aren't and some dudes are just fucking you know sociopaths like him yeah and i think i think the scariest thing about it is that he's not visibly angry because because somebody that gets all huff and puff and angry and shit and fucking bro they're most likely never gonna touch you at all 
Like that's what I mean. Like sociopaths don't feel emotion. They can just fucking yeah. They'll just fucking blow your brains out. Look through your soul and tell you this is what's happening, motherfucker. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. No, it's not like there's no question. Yeah. It's just like this is it. Yeah. Well, no, that question is not coming from him. That's coming from me. That's a third party yeah. question. And I'm looking yeah. at both of them, and I'm like, "What you gonna do, man? Nothing. Yeah. You ain't gonna do nothing. You better fall and pretend you're asleep right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm sl- I'm snoring. That's really Fuck out of here. Leave me alone. That's really all you could do. Play dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't win. You can't win in that scenario. You lost already. As soon as that motherfucker came driving up. Your life was over. Yeah. So he started uh he started with tombstones, trafficking shit, started moving cocaine in the seventies, and when he was at the height of his power, he was making four hundred and twenty million dollars a week. Four twenty. A week. That's like crazy shit. There was so much money that he had to like <clears throat> he wrote off ten percent of his money at the end of the year as being eaten by rats that would like break into his warehouse and shit. Yeah. He literally had a problem with rats eating his money. Who has that problem? Pablo Escobar. Name one other person. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's ridiculous. Um what does it say? Thirty billion a year. Thirty billion a year Mm -hmm. is what he was making. Mm -hmm. That's and then like um and that's his one to two billion in losses per month. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and is that part of uh, part of the rats? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure those are part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, in, uh, in 1989, he was 17th richest man in the world. Yeah. Just some, just some kid from Colombia. <clears throat> he spent $2,500 a month on rubber bands. Just for his money. Yeah, what the fuck, man? It's like... So how much money do you have to have until you start moving backwards because you have to buy $2,000 worth of rubber bands a month, but you're not moving backwards because you have so much fucking billions of dollars. And, you know, like, above all of this, he he stayed like a family man. They They keep it a lot in the show. They portray it a lot, but that's how he was in real life. It was true to life that he loved his family, he loved his children, Life was family. Life was being happy with your family. You know, all of this stuff that he was doing on the side was so that he can have the power and he could provide and never have to worry. But most men that are even in 1% of the amount of power and level that Pablo Escobar was don't spend shit time with their family at all. They're like, I'm busy. You know what I mean? I got time for you little bastards. I'm going to hire a nanny to take care of you and are just gone. So he was like... He was all about honor. That was another thing that I love from like the old school gangster life is like respect and honor. That's something that some people don't have nowadays. It and, doesn't exist now, yeah. Yeah, and respect <clears throat> could get you a long way, like a really long way just to respect somebody, know when to show respect and when not to. That would actually earn you a lot of points in the world. And now it doesn't mean shit, but he well, was the king of it. When you when you kill four thousand motherfuckers, <laughs> two hundred judges, and over a thousand police officers, I guess you uh, get that respect. <laughs> it's forced for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 
That's what happens when you disrespect somebody like that. It's a lot of shitty people, though. I bet you they were all crooked, too, because he was paying them off. They probably tried to fuck him over, and then, you know, he killed them or whatever. Nobody's innocent in any of this shit. I guarantee that 100%. Yeah. That's for sure. You don't come in contact with Pablo Escobar being a fucking innocent bystander. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And out of, out of all these things... His family always, you know, in trouble. All this crazy shit that he does. All of his friends being murdered. His brother died. All these people chasing him. There's only one thing that Pablo's afraid of. Only one thing in the whole entire world. And that is going to jail in America. And that is, I think everybody's afraid of that. That's unanimous or unanimous. Nobody wants to go to jail anywhere, let alone, you know, America or some like you know third world country jail because <clears throat> when Pablo went to jail a lot of people don't know how far this actually went he was like okay I'll go to jail but I'm going to build my own jail and yeah. I'm, and I'm going to have my own guards like my men are going to be my guards I'm going to have my own jail which is going to have a fucking tennis court and a pool and fucking like all this amazing it was a mansion on top of well, a hill check this out if he was fucking american I guarantee you he would have had that same opportunity here because when you're the seventh richest man in the world, there is no laws that bind you to shit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, he could easily have like bought a prison with the Shell Corporation and employed that motherfucker himself, you know, and then went and did his term at some supermax because the private prison system in America is, is Exactly that. It's for sale. It's private. You know, it's not owned by the government. It's rented. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I get, I get the fear of being from somewhere else and being like an international fucking criminal like he was. He definitely had to fear for America. But yeah, man. I mean, like he was going no matter what eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that type of money. He could have fucking. Like I said, he could have just like bought some shit and like and like worked it out to where he just served some kind of fucking, you know, because everybody got gets out eventually over like drug shit like that, you know. I mean, like he never really got pinned for the murders himself. Boss, bosses don't get pinned for that shit, yeah. even if they're indirectly responsible. You know, they don't. There's there's lines through it, everything. So like you know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do anything. It was just all other people. I mean, unless you're Charles Manson, you're not going to get fucking charged <laughs> for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. He could have got some, like, 30 years or something like that, you know, and probably yep. could got out. Like, Boston George or, like, somebody like that, you know, or, like, fucking Rick Ross or, like, I don't know. Uh, Rick Ross was making a lot of money and that fool um, got out, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, imagine, got- imagine that, right? Like, if he was the seventh richest man in the world back then... And he was making thirty billion dollars a year. What do you think his total net worth was by the time he got caught? Hundreds of billions of dollars, probably. You know? And then imagine if he didn't get caught, and if he was fucking still operating, still doing. But I'm just shit, saying, like, old as fuck. Even though he got caught, you know, let it all be. You know, like he say he fucking won't get caught or whatever. He already had a hundred billion dollars. Yeah. He goes to jail for 30 years. <laughs> he gets out and still has $99 billion <laughs> or whatever, you know? And, like, 
that motherfucker would be able to change Earth still, I think, because like that's a that's a huge amount of money. I mean, on an it's not like the size of our debt, but yeah. I mean like a hundred billion dollars, bro. That's a lot of fucking money. He could have bought his damn country. Yeah, he would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, he still could have bought it when he got out, and then he could be selling the drugs to the fucking CIA like they're doing now or whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, who knows? Uh, crazy scenario, man. If he would have lived, if he wouldn't have died, who the fuck knows what would have happened? Yeah, it's crazy shit, man. And he fucking, he definitely lived a crazy life with all of those billions of dollars. One of the yeah. one of the most impressive things to me, which is a small thing, is that he, uh, when when he had his first house, his first chunk of land, and it was like a big fucking mansion on his farm kind of thing, and uh, he imported a bunch of animals because he loved all these like exotic creatures that were only in like these certain parts of the world. And there's a scene in the first season where he has all these birds in a tree. And he's, like, yelling at them to stay in the tree. He's like, you fucking birds, stay in the tree. Like, I paid millions of dollars for you. This is where you live. And they're, like, all flying away. And he's like, stop flying. Stay in the fucking tree. <laughs> and fucking, they're obviously not listening to them. And he, he's just like, what the fuck, these fucking birds. But <laughs> those, <laughs> those birds actually stayed there, started breeding, and now there's a population of those birds. There's also hippos that live on one of his estates that also started breeding. And he brought in so many that they started this population of animals that aren't indigenous to that area, that have never been in Colombia. Now they're there because Pablo Escobar wanted to see him outside of his window. Because yeah. he wanted to wake up in the morning and see a fucking hippo walking around his yard. And he was like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. And now there's fucking hippos that live there naturally. Yeah, It's a trip, man. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, I don't know, there's too, too much good stuff about him for them to only have, like, narrowed it down to such a small amount of time. Yeah. You know, like, they're really fast-forwarding through that shit. Yeah, they are. But that's why there's fucking 15 other, uh, like, doc, doc, documentaries about, doc, 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 documentaries about uh, Pablo Escobar, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just pick and choose what part of his life you want to see. Yeah, I'm really bummed that the show is not going to be about him anymore. That's dumb. Yeah, apparently uh it's going to switch to the Cali cartel because after he after he dies, then the Cali cartel was the ones that took over most of the cocaine trade cuz they had worked out a deal with him to where he got Miami, but they got New York and there was significantly more people in New York at the time. There was like there's like one point eight million in Miami and then there was like eight million in New York. So they had this huge market. So when he dies they take over Miami and I guess the show the third season's gonna be about the Cali cartel. That's alright, I guess. I don't know. I've never really been into like all the stupid Coke movies and shit anyways. <laughs> yeah. I never really cared about them. It's because they're really all interested. they're all done wrong. Everything is like it's like too fucking it's too over the top, like what you think the drug game would be like. But well, no, it was just like too unrelatable. You know, nobody could ever relate to fucking Tony Montana. Nobody yeah. could ever relate to Pablo Escobar or like fucking El Chapo Guzman. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can relate to those characters. It's they're so unfathomable. You don't understand what it's like 
to live in absolute luxury and not have to worry about a motherfucking thing and spend shit like it was never existed. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's unreal. So like, that's, that's why I, I've never been too much of a fan because like there was no realness to it. There was nothing I could understand. A fucking street person, uh, a average everyday, you know, whatever. You, you can't ever relate to something like that. Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna find out just how real it was with our guest Juan Costanza, right after this break. Word. Bacon cheeseburger, medium rare lettuce, tomato, onion, and ketchup. Big ice cold frosty Coca Cola next to it. Look at that, huh? Perfectness. This is real refreshment, real big taste. Now see, if you were another cola, number two or number twenty nine, you'd do taste tests and challenges and stuff and try and compare yourself to this, wouldn't you? Sure, don't shake your head now. You would too, you sneaky devil. See, that's why they call this the real thing. Yes, it is. Coca Cola is it. You sneaky devil. Look who's talking. Oh, yeah. <coughs> <That's> <coughs> <a> day, <man>. <coughs> <coughs> oh, it should have been a pudding commercial. <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to cough for a while. I haven't taken a dab in like two days. And during, <coughs> during that commercial break, the weed man showed up, and I got some of this uh, puffin' pass. Sour OG Kush Nug Run. Nice. From, uh, from Circle of Dreams Farms in San Luis Obispo, California. So if you're in Central California, go to them. Go to there <coughs> and <coughs> cough like me. <coughs> okay, one second. <coughs> just, uh, I'm just gonna cough for a while. Ah! <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. All I'm right. still coughing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, we have in the house a guest. Um, from what I was told, he is uh, a expert on the Colombian drug trade, a Pablo Escobarian historian. And uh, just knows all that there is to know about everything that there is to know about <laughs> about, about, <laughs> about cocaine and Pablo Escobar. All right, it's real hard to talk and put words together after that dab. Nice. Um, I am still coughing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and cough. <coughs> I'm gonna go cough for a while. I'm gonna bring Juan in here. You talk to him, okay? All right. All right. Juan, you're set, man. Come on. Yep. Yep. Hello. Is this it? Do I talk right here? Tell us about Pablo. Uh, what's what you talk about? Hello. Are we on? Is this is this going? Um, it's as going as it's gonna be. All right. I hear you got some questions about Pablo Escobar. Sure. First of all, my name's Juan Costanzi, and I am an expert on everything that there is to know about Pablo Escobar. So, uh, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Um, I don't know. I thought you were just gonna tell us stuff. All right. Okay. Uh, Pablo Escobar was born in uh, uh, <laughs> he was uh, born in uh, eighteen twenty three, and Pablo he uh he was born in uh Madrid, Spain. Oh, nice. Uh, he was, uh, the Pablo, he was, uh, on a, a soccer team. 
I think you're drunk. I think that's how you say it there. Sucker, sucker team. I think you're drunk. And uh, let's see. He, uh, Pop, Pablo Escobar, he was uh, a cocaine salesman. And uh, yeah, cocaine is uh, it's a derivative of the Coca Cola plant. Well, since you don't know much about Pablo, what about. What are you George? saying, sir? What are you trying to say, sir? I'm saying you don't know shit about Pablo. You say I don't know nothing about Pablo? Nope. Okay, first of all, Pablo Escobar was the seventh. Uh, most the seventeenth <laughs> most rich man. How did you even get in here? In America, look, Brant and Grant are my sons, and <laughs> I I told them, you work on this podcast now, and I'm gonna get myself on there and talk about what I love, which is Pobly Escobie. And if you're gonna hear me that I don't know nothing about Pobly, then we ain't got nothing to say. All right, all right, I'm done. Grant, Grant, <laughs> I'm out of here. You All guys, right. get can you shit. can you ask them to come in? What the? F- what happened? What did you say to that guy? Um, I don't know, dude. That dude's crazy. He well. just left. He just stormed out past me. I was gone for five minutes. Not even. Uh, what did you learn? What did he say about Pablo Escobar? Did he say any cool shit? Yeah, he tried to say he was born in the eighteen hundreds and shit. What? Was he drunk? Uh, I don't know. And then he said he was like Brant and Grant's dad or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, know, I don't know what the fuck. I know that he didn't look, when he left, he didn't look anything like I thought he was going to look like. Maybe it was like racist of me to think that Juan Costanza wasn't going to be a seven foot tall cowboy with a gray Sam, Sam Elliott mustache. I don't know. And I tried to ask him about George and he got offended. Oh, shit. Well, I guess he's not related to George, or they don't talk anymore or something. George is the popular one. Yeah, that's probably what it is, taking all the shine. Yeah. So he didn't know anything about Pablo Escobar at all? Definitely not. What the fuck? How the... All right. We're just going down the same damn road with these executives, man. Hold on. I mean, uh, great executives, guys. <coughs> Joe, Joe, let me talk to you over here real quick. It's like, why do executives think that they could just come in here and like change things? I mean, I guess... That's kind of what they do, right? I don't know, but it sucks. Why are they always in? Why is Brant and Grant's dad here pretending to know about Pablo Escobar when we're live to fucking 30,000 people? <laughs> who, who knows? I feel like our audience got smaller since the last time <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I made up too. a number. <laughs> oh, shit. To fucking 3 million people. Well, it's not hard to wonder why. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah. Man. All right. Well. I don't know. I don't know. We gotta. We'll just edit all that out. I'm gonna come in later. I'm gonna edit all that out, and then we're just gonna have, replace it with with talk about narcos, the TV show, okay? Or this clip. Oh, you're right. I do have a clip here somewhere. Okay, let's go back through it. All right. So, uh, so thanks for uh, thanks for joining us there, uh, Juan uh, Juan Costanza. Um, and uh, we actually have a interview here. That hopefully is not gonna play. Okay, good. With Juan, we have an interview here with Juan. It's uh with Wagner Mora, which I may be saying that wrong. We'll find out. I say a lot of things wrong, and uh, this is an interview with him, and uh, done by the uh, uh, beautiful, talented Chelsea Handler. 
So when you were growing up, you were <laughs> aware of Pablo Escobar, right? Do you remember when he died and when he was killed? I, I remember, I mean, though I, I, I'm Brazilian and I, it's kind of close to Colombia, I... Uh, I didn't yeah, know, actually, I didn't know throwback. much about Pablo Escobar. I remember when I was a kid to see, I remember the image of the fat guy dad on the rooftop. Yeah. You know, that was the, the and I was like, whoa, my, I remember that I thought, wow, he's really <coughs> fat. You know, that was my, my, like a kid, my kids, uh, in my imagination. And then, but most of the thing, basically everything that I know about Pablo now today, I learned by just researching about him after the show. So when does season two premiere? September 2nd. Yeah. It's a really cool, it's a really cool season. It's all about Pablo on the run because the first season covers, uh, like 10 years of Pablo's life from the day, first day he sees cocaine for the first time till the day he escapes from La Catedral. So it's kind of 10 years. And now it's a very, it's, it's, it's from the day Pablo escapes till his death. So in the season, Pablo's gonna die this season. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. It's, it's funny. <laughs> If you go to Google, you, you kind of can't see what happens to Pablo. Okay, okay. Well, that's interesting that's to know. Thank to you him. for yeah. sharing yeah, that yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. There we go. Spoiler alert. Stupid Pablo buddy. dies. I think I already said that. Oh, no. I think I might have said that like 20 minutes ago. So, homeboy gained 40 pounds to play this part. Yeah. And still had to wear a fake stomach. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is funny, huh? He also... Uh, he also had to learn Spanish. Yeah. And I mean, which, I, I don't know how hard it is to learn Spanish when you already speak Portuguese. I mean, like it's that's kind of similar in some of it. Yeah, he already has, like, a lot of the pronunciation and, like, the tongue roll that nobody could do right and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, All that yeah, shit's already still, done. To fucking learn a language for that part is still impressive. Yeah, know? and to sound like he sounded fluent, like it sounded like that was his first language. You know what I mean? And he gets fucking all savage with it too. He's all like, "Eletos de putas chatolas." <laughs> Whatever that means. That was half. There was a Spanish word in there somewhere. So, what's that saying that he does say? Uh, which one? He says. Plata o plomo. You know what that means? Oh, it's, uh, I do know what it means. It's bullets something something. It's accept money or face bullets. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's dope. Well, yeah. there you go. If you're, if, if you're some government guard watching a road and it's just you, like say if That's it's, if, shit. if it's you and me watching a road, there's nobody else there, no cameras, no commanding officers. And Pablo comes through and he's like, all right, look, I'll either give you guys money or I'll shoot you guys. 100% I'm taking money. Like, what's <laughs> that's fucking easy. That's an easy choice. You know what I mean? For, yeah, for anybody. Yeah, do I want to be dead or do I want to be richer than I was earlier? Yeah. Obviously. Come on, guys. Spin it. Come on. <laughs> so, uh... So there was, uh... There was a lot of inaccuracies... And things that were exaggerated for the show, that is, you know, totally understandable. That's what, based on a true story is, they kind of add some flair to it, zazz it up a little bit. But, uh, but a lot of it was, you know, based on real shit. I was reading this interview with the actual 
DEA agents Steve Murphy and Javier Pena. And they were talking about how a lot of their characters' dynamics is like exactly on point, except for the fact that they didn't really argue. They like got along the whole time and they were on the same page, but they added a lot of arguing and a lot of bullshit for like the dramatic effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So, besides that, <laughs> besides that, it's besides all that, real. No. <laughs> everything's real. Yeah, I mean, like they got a basic story, and that's what I was saying. You know, before we started, was like, I'm kind of bummed that they did so much amount of time in the first season because there's probably so much more that they could have talked about that would have been like as interesting or more interesting than the shit they did. It, it felt really open and really rushed. And um, I haven't started the second season yet, but I'm about to. I've just been putting it off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it... I don't know. I just really thought that... Uh, I thought it was really good, but I just felt like there's no way that that was 10 years worth of shit, you know? Yeah, true. But, uh... They definitely could have taken their time with it. They could have fucking spread it out into like a five season thing that did the whole story. But yeah, it, yeah, it could have been only about him and would have been successful because they were doing it right. Yeah, but tomato, tomato. Yeah. What are you gonna do? No. You should. Uh, you should definitely start the second season, man. It's dope. Yeah, I'm about to. It's sick. And anybody out there who hasn't started the second season should do it. And if you haven't seen the first season, then what are you waiting for? Get down. Show's dope. And it's only two seasons, so you could binge watch it in, like, a couple sittings. Yeah, or, like, one day if you don't have a life. Yeah, or half a day. Yeah. <laughs> or you could fucking you could watch them all in an hour if you overlap them on top of each other. Like, if you, like have the screens to where it'll be one episode and then on top of it will be another episode and then another one like like you're stacking paper and then you just play them all and it's just a big mess of sound and and movement and colors and then and then boom you got them done Mm -hmm. did you say black ice yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh yeah dude narcos is a shit i'm interested to see what happens if they uh where they go with the third season, it's going to make or break it. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, it's going to be like, like, like the band that makes their third album. They release their first album. Everybody loves it. Second album's off the hook. And then they're like, what are you going to do with the third album? It can't be the same as the first two. It's got to be different, but it can't be like anything else. It's like a third album with a fucking new lead singer. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, we'll see. We'll see what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, we will see. Oh, we will. Yeah. Oh, we gon' see. Hey, we did good. No spoilers on the second season, huh? Yeah, except for that he dies. Well, that's not our fault. He said it. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> ah, now we can put it in the description. No spoilers for the second season. Bam. Yep. Uh, Pablo dies. His son dies. They all die. Everybody Every- dies. Everybody dies. His mom goes to church. Oh, she's not allowed. But she goes anyway. There you go. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. Peace, bitches. Natural Habitat Recordings.